Maybe I'm crazy, but I like quarterbacks with tiny hands. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us this week. We appreciate it. We are going to have Sophie Julia, a very good friend of mine. She does a podcast called The Home Team Podcast, where she interviews wives and girlfriends of athletes. And she also does a really fun segment for the interview of Girl Talk, which is really funny because she just lets lets you in the minds of, of women and what we talk about and what we think of you guys. Um, so it's, 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 it's great stuff. It's really fun. So make sure you go and subscribe to that. She's going to join us today. We're going to talk about Joe Burrow's tiny hands. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. He doesn't have tiny hands. They're way bigger than yours. They're just and half an inch smaller than the other guys in the combine, which I'm sure I, I love the combine because every year we get something weird. Hopefully it's no weird, uh, interview questions. I don't have a lot of faith, but you know, somehow after the combine, some weird question leaks out that they were asked. Hopefully they won't do that. We get crazy with the combine. Cowboys haven't talked to Dak's agent since September. The Bucks. I'm taking the field in the East. I know I sound crazy, but I am. Talk about Zion. My heat are a disaster on the road. It's unacceptable. Uh, We'll do the culture report. Talk about the the NAACP awards. And Beast Mode is making an appearance in Westworld. The Wizards, poor Bradley Beal. Poor Bradley Beal. Oh, my gosh. So sad. And I'm also sad that none of us are at Carnival or Mardi Gras this week because it's Fat Tuesday today. But let's get started with Sophie Julia. All right. I'm very excited to have my friend Sophie Julia on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast today. Sophie and I go go way back to Miami days. Um, and we joke all the time that everyone thinks in media that all the women don't get along when, in fact, we all secretly really get along. And we just get together and talk about whatever it is we talk about. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, why people think that we're always fighting with each other. We're really not. But we are genuinely friends. And you have a new podcast, which I want to talk to you about. I'm very excited about it. First of all, welcome. Thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I was like bragging to security. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for Joy Taylor. Like she's on, <laughs> she's on the billboard outside. <laughs> I felt so cool. Um, and by the way, you're saying, yeah, everyone's friends. You and I are that way. Like I love everybody, but you are truly and i didn't just like come on here to pump your tires but i have to say the most supportive girl in the industry like truly no matter what i get into it could be something so insignificant or it could be something even an interview she's like here to help pumping my tires posting it on my on her story like you just are you're the best thanks babe i appreciate that i just want to see everybody win you know there's enough space for all of us well you know what you're winning so like it's okay when your friends are winning too like i think it might be hard for some people if they're not doing well and their friends are getting ahead of them but i don't you and i don't care about that well no i also had a lot of people in the business when i was coming up help me out and Mm -hmm. that's just you know i think you should pay it forward but i also genuinely believe like you know there's enough room in the business for everybody who does everything and i just you know i don't like fighting with people you know i am a very ferocious person and it's not a place i like to go so i just like would so much rather be happy i hope i never see your ferocious side towards me that's uh, all no, I no, no no you you will it's it rarely really comes out but um, the business is also different now because like when when you and i were coming up you had to get a spot that was open. Right. Like this network has to have an opening and you go in there. Now you can create anything from the ground up. You can start your own stuff. You can be on YouTube. You can do a podcast. And you just have to like keep going. Like You have to hustle. Yeah. That's, what, that's really what the business is. And I, I talk about it a lot with people that are coming up. And to, to their credit, 
a lot of people take that advice, which is just create, start creating your own thing. Cause it's really about reps. Like that's, that's the biggest part of this business because right. that's, what's going to make you better. It's just ironically like sports, like the harder you practice and the harder you work and the more you refine, refine your craft and put your full effort into what it is you're doing, the better you're going to be. And it's the same way with this, with this industry, obviously it's rough and it's the entertainment industry and someone's got to take a chance yeah. on you and all of that. But all the work that you do is going to lead to that eventually because people are going to see how talented you are when you put yourself out there. So that said, you have a new podcast. I do. You had a podcast for a long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was me just trying to do something like on my own. Right. But that's that led to this right. because those Correct. reps made you able to do this podcast and come in with a resume. And it's called the Home Team Podcast. Yeah. It's on Action Park Media. Yeah. I've listened Ooh. to it. It's great. Um, Thank you. I love. Yes, I love your logo. It's adorable. You know who made that? Adorable. Hannah Ostopchuk. Did she? Hi, yeah. Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Oh, I yeah, love I have, Hannah. I have a dear friend who's amazing at graphic design. And I didn't know that. Yeah, she you. put it together for me, and I was like, oh. Hannah was. I know Hannah from Miami too. Um, Hannah's a superstar. You should follow her. She's oh, we gorgeous. Great. Has she ever taken a bad picture in her life? It's so unfair. It is not. Re- it's actually very but unfair. But I, I feel the same about you. I'm like, keep the camera out of my face. I'm taking lots of bad pictures. (laughs) No. I don't post bad pictures. I don't think Hannah can take a bad picture. It's so annoying. It is. I love her. But yes, that does bother me about you, Hannah. Um, Okay, so love the graphic. Tell us a little bit about the podcast for those who haven't heard about it. Okay, so how it came about is if you've ever watched Entourage, which I'm sure a lot of you have, Kevin Connolly, who played E. Right. He and I were at a wedding together. Um, it was actually a hockey wedding. Do you know Sydney Asizen? Matt I do Martin. Know Sydney yeah, Sizen. Matt Martin's on the Islanders, and I, I don't, also don't think she can take a bad picture. She either. is flawless. It's, and her wedding was looked amazing. Yeah, I, I all my friends are like way too pretty. It's like why did I why did I do this? Why are all my friends so beautiful? It's I like, listened <laughs> to I listened to that episode. Yeah, it's true though. I I would never I would never like get insecure about having pretty friends. I'm like go be hot. I love showing you off. Um, <laughs> So Kevin and I were at the wedding together. Him and I became friends. Actually, it's a funny story how we became friends. I didn't say this on my podcast. Um, I was a single girl at the wedding. And most of the hockey people are married or together. And I was at like a singles table kind of. uh, There were some couples there. But I swear to God. And I don't say this in a braggy way because I found it really embarrassing. Like I was sitting there and I'm not kidding. Like every 20 minutes there'd be a new single hockey guy who would sit down and be like, so and just like try to start conversation and Kevin was watching and just dying laughing because I was just like staring into the distance like uh-huh like kind of not paying attention they were like 19 That's, I'm not kidding oh, yeah man. they were so young so I'm just sitting there like oh thank you thank you and Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Kevin came over and he was like um he was like this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life and I was like yes we kind of like hung out a little and then he went home and listened to my podcast and he asked me to go get a drink one night and he was like, I have to tell you, like, I'm starting this company. It's called Action Park Media and I'm going to do podcasts and then we're eventually going to get into video. And he was like, I have an idea for a podcast for you. He's like, a lot of your guests on your old podcast were wives and girlfriends of athletes. Right. And it wasn't on purpose. It was just some of my friends who have interesting stories. And he's like, what if you did a podcast just about wives and girlfriends of athletes? That's your wheelhouse. It's who you know. It's who you're friends with. And I was like... You know what? I looked online. I looked in the podcast app. There are a million podcasts and there's not one that focuses on just like wags. So we went for it. At first, it wasn't easy. I was reaching out. He was like, we need a big name. So I'm reaching out to like 
like people that I don't even know, like people with a million followers and being like, hey, and no one was answering me. We didn't we didn't even have an example like we didn't Action Park hadn't even started yet. So it took a minute to get off the ground. And then once we got started now, it's just like, you know, you change every week. You learn how to do it easier. And like I've sort of just became the editor because I'm such a I'm like, no, 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 I know how I want it. So yeah. I just end up editing it myself. Um, but everyone's amazing. And I have a co-host, Narod. Who, I love Narod oh, also. She's awesome. Narod. We'll just keep saying names until I find someone I don't like. Yes. <laughs> not, not possible. Um, so Narod, it was Kevin Connolly's old assistant, like personal assistant. And then when he started this company, he was like, all right, I want you to run the company. She's so good. She's so organized. And she she's tough. Like, she will get on people. And um, when I came in to talk about the podcast, her and I just started, like, chit-chatting. We were talking about dating and all this funny stuff. And I was like this is good content. I'm like, can we talk about this on the podcast? He's like, you can do whatever you want. So Nara's my co-host. She's great. Oh, she's awesome. The Girl Talk is actually, I mean, the, you're a great interviewer. Thank you. So the interviews are amazing. But I do love the Girl Talk. I will And say. I think it's funny because I can picture like a man listening to the Girl Talk and just being amazed at what you guys are talking about. I often wonder what, what kind, like how many brains would explode if men got into our group chat. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, T and I talk about like girl stuff that men cannot relate to all the time. And at, at least like once every two to three weeks, we'll say something that will just explode the entire podcast. And, like it just break. <laughs> like everyone's like, can't even believe what's happening. Um, so I, I, I love that part of it. It's really fun. Thank you. So that's the feedback we're getting is like these interviews are great. And, and there's definitely a certain audience that loves hearing the stories, how these girls met their husbands the, and all of that. And I love interviewing them because all the girls are amazing. And I think it's interesting, but it's a little girly. Like that's what girls want to listen to. The guys are hanging on our every word <laughs> in the beginning of this podcast. Like, so what I realized, like my whole audience is guys. Like, I used to work for Barstool, so I got majority of my followers from Barstool, which are young dudes. And they don't give a shit about these girly, you know, interviews. Yeah. So we were like, we need to start, like, doing the beginning, talking about stuff that girls are like, yes. And guys are like, oh, my God, like, taking notes. <laughs> so, like, last week we talked about um, texting turn-ons and turn-offs. Oh. Yeah. And I Where was, do I begin? Oh, yeah. And... And it actually, this episode was the most listened to because I tweeted and I was like, uh, heads up, boys, there's a texting tip in this episode that is like hands down the hottest move you can make. And I highly recommend you tune in. What is it? So we were saying. Still listen to her podcast, but what is Yes. It? Still listen because we have more. We have turned, the turnoffs were good. Like we had a bunch of those. I'm sure you can relate. But um, I said, if you're at a, gr a group dinner, say there's like six people, eight people, there's a bunch of couples or whatever. And the guy texts you secretly from across the table being like, you look amazing. Or just say. <gasps> Strong. <laughs> Strong. That's a move. Strong. That's a move. Something just secretive and sweet or it's something that you just look down at your phone and you're like. You're not expecting to see it. Mm -hmm. It's not corny. Mm -hmm. You look amazing is a really, is probably the strongest compliment you can get. Because like beautiful can get kind of weird. Right. Like gorgeous is like, okay, like do I look gorgeous tonight? Do I? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, amazing is great. Though. Amazing is a statement word. Yes. And it's also when someone's saying it around other people, but like secretly just to you. Yes. And then we were saying. Oh, that's so good. So good. And then we were saying we can expand it to a party where if you're all at a party and we were like, say the girls are all like. 
talking in the living room and the guys are like out on the balcony, like taking shots, whatever. And the guy just texts you like, miss you. Or like, can't wait to be alone with you later. Something cute like that. And we were like, that is a move. It is a strong move. Because so, it's, because it's, it, it's takes 2.5 seconds to do. Yeah. But it shows that you're thinking about you. Yeah. Thinking about me. So hopefully some guys start really doing good. that because so this is the kind of gems you can get on home team podcast. Yeah. Uh, which I love. I can't remember. I'm, I'm trying to remember which, uh, cause we were checking, we were, you were talking about texting. What, um, um, was it the first episode where we talked the first about, episode. Oh, we talked about getting a text on Christmas. Oh yes. Holiday texting. Yes. I was like, if a guy doesn't text you on Christmas, then he doesn't fucking like you. Yes, he doesn't. Because he doesn't. it is. It's like the entire movie. If he's just not that into you, I'm like, I could just, I could explain this entire movie in three seconds. Yeah, it's effort. Period. There you go. Exactly, effort, and it's Christmas. It is so easy. Girls text yes. each other. I think you text People. me Merry Christmas. Like it's so easy. It it doesn't have to show that you like them too much. It's just like, hey, I'm thinking of you. I don't even care if I get mass text on Christmas. Same. Like it's it's a it's just a nice gesture that you're thinking of someone. I don't even mind getting texts from people I don't like on Christmas. Yeah. I might not respond, but I'm like, okay, you know. One percent like like you more. Yeah, yeah. I so agree. if you don't text on Christmas, you don't you yeah. don't care. It's like, it's like add me to the list, add me to the mass list. List. I don't care. Just like show that you care. If a guy is talking to you and ignores you on a holiday, <laughs> or oh your birthday, God. you already know. I don't play none of that. No. Shit, okay. Three point two seconds to respond, or you're off the list. Joy's standards for texting are, <laughs> are like through the high. roof. Yeah. Like you better text me every single day. They're not, every day. Every hour. No, I mean, like, if you don't, te- if you go a whole day without texting me, I, I there's no chance I'm talking to you. Dead. Like, oh my like, god. Like, I'll speak to you again, obviously, but like, what? We're hanging out. Again? I love you. That is so <laughs> no funny. No way. Busiest, there's no busiest way. human on the planet, but yet still, you you better text her ass it all day. It takes three <laughs> seconds. I know it's true. It's effort. I know. You know, I'm not saying you have to like talk to me all day. Right. I can't talk to you all day. I'm busy. I'm interviewing Sophie, but. I'm like, you're not going to go 24 hours without, if we are talking, we're right. involved with each other you agree. a whole day. You, you agree. I'm different. Like you I. You are very lax with the, the texting. Should I, should I ramp it up a bit? Probably. Yeah. Raise my standards a little higher. Here's the thing. Phone calls are a different situation. Like we're, we're of the generation now where like, if we talk on the phone, we're basically married. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like FaceTime is a whole nother level, yeah. right? Oh, oh, I think, I think phone calls are more serious than FaceTime. I agree. FaceTime is like. You, you're chilling, you're drinking, you're like, oh, it's up. Phone call, it's like, what do you have to say to me? Like, what are you, what are you calling for? I have a horrific habit, which I absolutely must break. And it is, it's caused me a lot of trauma. I have begun FaceTiming people while drinking. extremely intoxicated. Oh, yeah. It That's is nice. a, it is a, it's such a liability. I've woken up several mornings as of recent, like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! And then I've talked to them. Like they've answered them. I have no memory of what I've talked about. It's a disaster. I'm sweating. Joy, it's a disaster. It's my favorite hobby. We talked about it on the t- on the texting podcast because we talked about drunk texting. And then I was like, I was like, Naro, do you drunk text? She's like, No, not anymore. And I don't either. But she was like, I drunk Facetime. I'm like, same. She goes, I get home at three in the morning and I Facetime guys. I'm like, after party at my place. And they're like, Oh right, who's there? And she's like, Just me. But um, I have a bottle of wine, and she's like, they're like, oh, so this is a party? Like, what are you doing? And I'm, my way of drunk FaceTiming is I like to do it before I go out. Once I'm out, I'm distracted. I will, like, sit in front of my computer with a solo cup 
and just drink and FaceTime, just go down the list of every guy that I want to talk to. And I'd say one of them out of 10 will pick up. But you are moderately intoxicated at this point. Yeah. No, I don't blackout FaceTime anymore. Yeah. So the the, <laughs> the blackout FaceTime is not dangerous. Cool. It's not cool. Well, the so scary part is not texting, remembering. Right. <laughs> so drunk texting, I can be like, yeah, I didn't mean any of that shit. <laughs> sorry like I was drunk I'm sorry like that but I can read it and be like yeah that was not I that wasn't me like but I can account for that but when you hear it out of someone's face like they don't know how many drinks I've had like like I might be meaning what I say and I don't remember and then you can't ask like so what did I say last night right, like right. I don't do remember that. anything they're like you degenerate wait so do you well, delete, everyone knows I'm a degenerate do, but. do you delete your texts before like if you drunk text would you delete them before you wake up so you don't have to face them or will you reread it oh no I must face I, yeah you, you, delete you delete it I used to delete I don't want that evidence there I don't want to see it and I, I'm, I pray that they delete it too they don't delete it <laughs> they don't delete it <laughs> I have to face. I think the guy's waking up, being like, "Oh, let me delete this." I because I feel for her. Yeah. I need to face. I need to face my shame. So I I don't delete. Okay, so this is a picture of me facetiming. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I wish you could pull this up on the podcast. This is. I can't un- decide if it's a good idea. She's or not. laying on the floor. It's not a great. So it's just like one centimeter from showing too much, which is probably why I can't post it. No, you probably can't post. I'm it. I'm literally this is- laying on the floor. I mean, there's. I'm gonna show T. Who are you facetiming? That's not important. But <laughs> that, that <laughs> is that an amazing picture? Amazing. Or what? Like that's visual evidence that I have a problem. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> laying on the floor of the hotel, the Fountain Blue, which, by the way, never lay on the floor of a hotel room. It's disgusting. Oh. I'm laying on the floor in the dress that I wore out, out with my heels still on after I have just housed a giant hamburger with raw onions. And <laughs> I am now I'm laying on the floor like this, like trying to FaceTime someone, which is Dead. just yeah. So, okay. That's what we talk about on Sophie's podcast. Yeah. So we all, yeah. Guys are like, guys start listening. They're like, girls are like this. Like, oh my God. We but are they, like this. They love it. They love it. We are like this. So you started in Miami. You started with the, well, at least when I met you, you were with the Florida Panthers. Yes. Right. So I actually worked for Fox Sports. I was working for Fox Sports Florida and I was, I was not important there. I, well, no, no, no. I, I don't take that back. I was important. I was a PA. So I was important to the show, but I was young and I was just out of college and that was my first job. So I was working as a PA and while I was there, um, I got a job as the arena host and the reporter for the Florida Panthers. And I loved hockey. I grew up in a hockey family. So it was like the coolest job on earth to me. And me and Joy were Twitter friends and she goes to a game and saw me on the Jumbotron and DM'd me. And she was like, I'm here to game. I'm in section, whatever. I'm like, yes, I run down. I was so excited to meet her. I was like, Oh my God, she's the prettiest person I've ever seen in real life. <laughs> but it's truly my first thought. And you were like a big deal on the radio. You were a Zaslow and Joy show. So, yeah, so this is when I was doing morning radio in Miami with the Zaslow and Joy show. And yeah. Yeah, it was, it was very nice to meet you. I was excited. I'm always excited when there's new women in the business, especially in the Miami markets. A big market, but not that big, especially for sports. So. Miami had a great crew. All Some we of the did. girls, they're still my best friends. Kimmy Borza, Hanno, Stop Chuck, Joy. Like, the girls that all worked in sports down in Miami together were all dispersed now, but we're all still friends. Yeah, and, and, they're, still, and, I, they're, and still, they're still, I'm still. like obviously still cool with Amber, who does a show with Zazzle now, and oh, Kristen Hewitt Amber. is still with, with Fox Sports and um, oh, I know Sports. And, uh, I, I interned for Bob when I was in college, her husband. Really? Yep, at the Heat. I worked for the Heat for like two I and a half years. I for the Heat. Oh, yeah. 
Ted, he was my boss. Bernard was my boss. Wow. And Jax was my mentor. Jason Jackson. Hello, Jason. Hello, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's Miami's a, a fun little sports sports family. Yeah. And the Heat are, are finally competitive again. Oh, they are? Yeah, it's, it's well, at home, at on the road. We just lost to the Cavs last night, and every time Aww. I'm very upset about it. They can't lose to the Cavs. It's I not acceptable. I feel bad. I stopped watching basketball after I was working in basketball. Yeah, that's uh, – no. I, I stopped I, – I protested the NBA for like a year after Michael Jordan retired, and then, <laughs> then I got back into it. <laughs> me, and, me and half the globe, obviously. His ratings went down 50% after Michael. Um, speaking of Michael, you watched the Kobe Memorial. Oh, I did. Uh, Pieces of the Kobe, Kobe Memorial. It was – really heavy obviously uh, super necessary um and you were in miami when the when the accident happened right were you already there i was in philly about to fly to miami we were texting you were like the mood is yeah it was it was the most intense experience of my career the closest that i felt to that and it was really just not in comparison because of obviously the magnitude of kobe was when jose fernando fernandez the marlins pitcher um died which was obviously a massive tragedy for the city of miami um but michael of everything that there was two things that stuck out with me to about the memorial obviously other than vanessa bryant which we'll talk about in a second um Michael Jordan being as vulnerable as he was because he's always so like stoic Mm -hmm. and serious and the goat for him to be up there crying like that and and to talk like that about Kobe I thought was crazy and I also thought and I didn't notice this until this morning when I was talking about um, Sabrina uh, from Oregon setting the NCAA Division one record it was half NBA guys and half WNBA people Gino Ariema who's not WNBA but girls basketball Sabrina and Diana Taurasi and then you had Rob Palinka, Michael Jordan and Shaq and I thought that was so representative of what Kobe was towards the latter half of his career and then obviously into retirement he's so supportive of women's sports particularly women's basketball because of Gigi but also he had a great relationship with Lisa Leslie and was always at WNBA games and I I love that that is now going to continue with a lot of the guys not that a lot of the NBA guys don't support WNBA but Kobe took it to a real genuine level Mm -hmm. supporting women's sports and I thought that was really I thought that showed in the fact that those are the speakers that they chose to eulogize Kobe and, and Gianna but what did you think of Vanessa Bryant? Blown away. Uh, first of all, getting up there and public speaking in front of the entire Staples Center, I don't. I would never have been able to do that. One after she went, what she went through, and the magnitude of what she's talking about, and she held it together, and her speech was incredible. And I, I was, I was completely blown away by her. She is incredibly strong, and I think that was what hit me the hardest with the whole Kobe thing. Is all I kept thinking about was Vanessa, and I was like. And the daughter, like the oldest daughter who knew what was going on. And, you know, the other two are babies. But I was just thinking, like, some people lose their husbands and it's and it's horrific. But you have to stay strong for your kids. But how do you stay strong when you lose your child like that? You fall apart. So it's like and then she has three other kids that she has to stay strong for. She is. I mean, I I can't even imagine. And she was so strong yesterday yeah she was um she was unbelievable actually i because and i'm sure it's taken a process and everything to be able to get up there and feel like she's capable of doing that but you know it's it, it sounds like a cliche thing but like god only gives you what you can handle yeah and she's just an incredibly strong person like that it, and that's like that's what i think hits everyone the most is that 
and uh, Colin was talking about it earlier on the show today. There's nothing in, I can think of or ever remember that compares to this, the magnitude of this. The only thing I can remember ever being like a, a moment like this being stuck on was Muhammad Ali's funeral. But it was so such a different experience because Muhammad Ali was he lived a full life. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a tra not a, right. obviously it's a tragedy to lose a figure like that. But he didn't die in a tragic fashion at a young age with his daughter to the point where we're all in shock. And Kobe felt like an invincible figure. He's Correct. literally the last person anyone would ever imagine this would happen to because he just felt so invincible. You thought it was fake. I saw it on I TMZ it and I was like, no, I didn't even for a second like get rattled because I was like, no. No, no our, our producer sent it to me and I was like, I think they got hacked because I Same. kept trying to click on the link and it wouldn't load. I was like, yeah, it's just, I mean, like, that's really shitty that someone would hack and do that. That was my thought. Like people were texting me like, oh, my God, you hear about Kobe. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's no, I don't think it's real. And then and then it just tr it got worse and worse and worse over the day. And I was like, I was in a state of shock all day. I was crying. I couldn't function. And I felt guilty getting on a plane to go party in Miami the next day. But everyone got down there and, you know, it was you were you were sad and it's still sad. I can't I can't watch or read or see a photo of Kobe without like stopping and thinking about it. It's not like I'm not scrolling through my feed and I'm like, oh, like it's Kobe again. Like you literally stop and you're like, oh, my God. But it's really changed people. I think everyone's like life is short. Tell the people you love them. Like just it, it really put a lot of things into perspective. I can everyone. tell you for with absolute personal conviction and from personal experience that there have been situations since Kobe's passing that like relationships that have been mended in my personal life because of the reaction to just how emotional and um, just visceral everyone's reaction to what happened was yeah. and, and imagining what Vanessa and their family is going through from it so absolutely I do think that's yeah. that's like those are the take there's no positive from it but I will say that he's had such an effect that yeah people are people are just a little bit different I don't know if I want to say nicer but they're looking at the world a little bit differently like okay yeah. maybe maybe this particular uh beef or problem I have doesn't really matter that much and I'm putting too much energy into this and like literally it, it's a blessing to make it home every day yep. And yeah, so I, I, I will I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, okay, so segue into something, you know, totally less, different. Yeah, <laughs> just something different. Okay. Um, so you and I actually, when did you move to LA? Uh, two and a half, a little, a, a little bit after me, right? Yeah, almost two and a half years ago. Okay, so I've been here for four years. Um, and I was just visiting while you were here. Remember, I would visit and stay with Peyton. Yes. Yeah, and we'd yes. all hang out. Hi, Peyton. Hi, Peyton. Oh, we're just going to keep doing that. It's going to be so annoying. <laughs> everyone better watch now. <laughs> I, I know. we got to get everyone on. I'll give you a shout out. you got to watch. Um, you are more of a dater than I am. The, the, no, no, no. My, I'm barely doing it. My struggle with dating is I don't like hanging out with people I moderately like. Well, yeah, that's so why I stopped. that's the entire, that's what dating is. <laughs> so I'm like, being single, I'm like, oh, so yeah, I don't, I have to, I don't know if I like you enough to hang out with you. No, it's so hard for me to go on a first date. I have not been on many. I'm acting like, oh, I'm going on all these first dates. Like, no, no, no. I am very rarely going on a first date and I dread it so much that I think that's why I end up liking it because I think it's going to be the worst thing that ever happened to me. And it turns out not to be torture. And <laughs> if they're hot and tall and it's not a terrible time, I'm like, wow, that was great. Better than I expected. <laughs> and then you go on the second date and you get to know each other. I'm like, does this guy have a job? I'm like, oh no. Then I'm like, wait, 
like you start to just like see all these things about them that but I'm you like, don't ask them on the first day they have a job I do, but then you start to really like dig deep. You know, everyone can like have a job in LA, and then you just dig a little deeper, and you're like, that's not a real job. And like, you know, you just, I, I but think. But you're a Capricorn, though. Yeah. I just like a certain type of guy, and I think that kind of guy I like is few and far between in LA. But I guess what I have to keep doing is it's a numbers game, and you just got to keep going. But like, I just want to date someone I already know. Like, I don't want to get to know someone new. Do you know how long that takes? It takes a long time. Just, like, want someone from my past to get their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, come back around, be a different person, and then I'm good. I love that concept. Um, what do you, like, what do you think about dating in L.A.? Um, I think it's, 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 it's the same. It's hard to, I'm, like, a very, I'm a comfort person, you know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm actually shouldn't say that. I'm a, I'm a connection person. So, like, I'm not. You know me. I can't fake anything. I just yeah. can't. I try and it just doesn't work. If I'm sad, it's just going to be sad day. If it's if I'm upset it's or angry, it's going to be irritated joy day. Like I just can't. I, I'm not that I'm moody, but like I cannot hide my true emotion. I can, you, I can change my emotions throughout the day, but I can't hide it. Wait, can we talk about this because we're talking about dating and like going on dates? Have you watched Love is Blind? Okay, yeah. That, thank you for reminding me. That is what I wanted to ask you about. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm watching you right now, which I think you should watch. It's really not scary. I told her I'm too scared. It's not scary because he's not he's not creepy. Like, he, right. if he was like Dexter or like Christian Bale in American Psycho, yeah. like he's cute, but like it's not it's not someone you would you would like allow to stalk you if that makes sense okay so the show is just watchable and it's not scary it is going off the rails now like it's crazy but it's like <laughs> crazy good it's not scary okay but because okay so you're watching love is blinds mm -hmm. okay my friend just told me about this show he was like you've got to watch it people are freaking out it's crazy so explain the show because i'm gonna start watching this show because everyone's losing their mind over it i saw in your stories last night and you were like i gotta stop watching the show i was literally like i'm cringing my whole body is cringing why is it cringe okay so i started watching it because people were talking about it on their stories so i started putting it on mine and now everyone's like i started watching it because of your stories i can't stop the premise in the beginning and it keeps changing they are in a pod, like a room like this that has couches and a bar and you sit and chill and you curl up with a blanket and they drink a glass of wine and there's someone on the other side of a screen and they cannot see them. They can't even see an outline of the person. And they go on dates for like a week or something with, there's a group of guys living in a house together and a group of girls living in a house together. And they just all go in these pods all day and go on different dates and form connections. And then the way you can meet the person face to face is if they propose. So they form these bonds where they actually think they are like in love with these people. They have conversations with them all day and they're like, they propose without seeing each other. Then they do a reveal. They see each other. If they are physically attracted to each other, then they go on vacation in Mexico and then they go on vacation in Mexico and all the couples are together. But these girls have dated some of the guys through the screen and vice versa. And then they move them. The couples that don't break up there move into an apartment complex all together and they have to live together and then they are integrated into the real world with their phones and their families and their friends and see if they can survive outside of it's basically like they are so sickly obsessed with each other when it's just the screen and they have nothing else going on and their phones are taken away and it's like the bachelor it's like you're just zoned in on what you know and then they come out of there and the more stuff that is integrated the more these relationships are just being like pulled apart and these people are so weird obviously <laughs> because they are proposing to each other through a screen right after knowing each other for a week but it's it's like a train wreck that you can't stop watching and I got to watch it it's so i don't know who came up with this it's such an interesting concept but 
I'm so hooked. I'm not even done. And then I think they're releasing a new episode or a new batch of episodes on Thursday. So I need to like get it done before Thursday. <laughs> and it's so good. I'm going to I'm going to watch it. I have. So it's on my list because I have to watch Narcos. And you have to watch Mexico Cheer. Season two. Cheers. Cheer. Oh, all right. Uh, so Jeremy, Jeremy has one intensive input for podcast. That was Jeremy. Cheer is fire. Cheer is fire. It's so okay. good. <laughs> Check out Cheer. Did you have you? John doesn't he do this every week? He's like, bro, you're a camera person. You can't just yell in the middle of the show. No, I love it. <laughs> I love it. He backed up my point. I think. You know why? It's important coming from a guy because you say cheer and people think they're about to just watch a cheerleading show. And I was like to my brother, I was like, I promise you, did you watch Last Chance You? It is Last Chance You. It's the same producer. And then they do it with this um, community college cheer team. But their backgrounds and their stories are what makes it. And you fall in love with the entire squad. And I like I don't know how it could get better than this season. Like, are they going to do it again? It can't possibly be that good. Jeremy says no. Um, I'm going to check that out, too. So, so I have good. to watch. I have to finish you. I have an episode and a half left. So I'm going to try and watch that tonight before the Pelicans-Lakers game. And then I have to watch Narcos because Colin has binged it before me. Do you have and any flights good, coming up? Um, Not this weekend. Next weekend I have to go back to Miami. So yeah, maybe so the I could best do, time to watch this stuff is on a, on a flight. flight. Yeah, just, just download binge. all of them. Um, great. I'm so glad you reminded me of that because I, I meant to ask you about that. Well, thank you so much for coming <gasps> on with you. us. It was this great. Was so fun. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you check out her podcast, Home Team Podcast. Who do you have on your next episode? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I don't know if you know about Mercury and Retrograde or you think I'm crazy. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I'm very careful this time, this e time of the year. Anytime this is going on. Yeah. So, oh, so you know about it. Don't like, cut you, your hair. Yeah. yeah. You don't do anything crazy, but things basically like. There's all these issues, and um, in Action Park, there have been six guests on six different shows that have canceled this week, including mine. So now the episode is pushed from Wednesday to Friday. My interview's coming Thursday. I'm, like, going to be rushing, but I'm having on another hockey wife, and then there's a bunch of quarterbacks in the NFL. Josh Allen, um, uh, Kyle Allen? <laughs> yeah. Kyle, Both of them yeah, with the same last the name. Panthers, yeah. Yeah, um, and then there's a tight end, Nick Vanette, and all their girlfriends I'm friends with, and they are all living down in Newport Beach. So I'm going to go oh, do awesome. a Newport trip, interview all these girls. We're having a bunch of people on. Cool. So it'll be fun. Well, make sure you go and subscribe, Thank and you can you. follow Sophie on social media at Sophie Julia. Oh, one more thing before we get out of here. Um, so people ask me all the time how to deal with trolls. And, <laughs> I mean, I get crazy trolls, but for the most part, like, I'm busy. So I, I don't... <laughs> I got stuff to do. and uh, I have the time. Yeah. Um, basically, <laughs> unless it's, um, I, I have the time, which every once in a while I do. Like last week, I went crazy about this reclining seat nonsense on the airplane. Just nonsense. Recline your seat. But every once in a while, I'll take time. But you get some pretty ridiculous trolls. Yeah. Or at least you highlight them. Yeah. But because like you were talking, we were talking about hair before we started recording and you had some guy say something about your roots, which I mean. He was like, you broke Bish. Yeah, he said, he said you broke, bitch. Get your get your roots done. done. And I was like, do you even know the process? You have to wait four weeks. I came in here at the worst possible time, by the way, to go on camera because I'm getting it done in two days. But I was like, dude, I spend so Who much money every four weeks. Like, give me a minute. Notices that my followers notice everything. They really do. You get some crazy ones though. I mean, I get some crazy ones, but like I sometimes also, I'll reach those. I'm like, who, 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 what? They'll be like, uh. 
You have one pinky finger that's a different color than the rest of your fingers. Yeah. People are obsessed with my toes, which, like, I hate feet people. So I'm like, leave my me, leave my feet alone. <laughs> you and shouldn't say that. There's so many feet people. Love you feet people. I know there are. Do you, have a, do you have a wiki feet? A what? Do you have a wiki feet? No, I, I, I stay away from the foot thing. No, no, no. I don't, I don't participate in foot stuff. <laughs> I'm not what, interested in what? foot stuff at all. Oh, you probably do have a wiki feed. I don't even want to know. A wiki feed is. is a celebrity foot page. So any pictures like th- that you've ever posted of your feet are di- are um, documented for. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a Instagram for for feats. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not about that. Um, there's actually multiple ones. There's like wiki feet. There's like celebrity foot. I get really don't you feel grateful that that's not your thing sometimes it's like oh man thank god that's not my thing i will (laughs) no no parts it is so no disrespect i love all my feet people i know there's so many of you people are humans too i love you i just you know that's not you know how you you can you know how you can tell if someone's a foot person because I've had guys, I've had guys I'm talking to saying this. Like, I've had foot people. Yeah. Guys being like, "Oh, I think the sexiest thing about someone is like pretty feet," and I'm like, "Why do you care? You're a foot fetish person, aren't no, you? No, that, like that's, that's my course. first my my like antennas go up. So I'm like, I have many pretty talents. feet mean something to you. Yeah, that's absolutely 100. percent Why would you say that? Right. Um, there's so many other things you could compliment before that. Um, <laughs> I have a really good fetish radar. Oh, you do. Yeah. Like if I want to find out what it, what kind of whatever your weird thing is, I can get to the bottom of it very quickly. <laughs> it's an unfortunate skill because it's, it's usually ends badly for me. But yeah, that's so. But people, I got love for you, but no thanks. I will warm up to you <laughs> <laughs> because Joy you told sh- you me to. You should be more accepted because I'm telling you, there's a lot of them. I know. I there's, want everyone to like me on here, so I love you, foot people. There's a whole nation of foot people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Sophie. Thanks we love for having you. me. Make this sure was you so follow fun. her at Sophie Julia and download her podcast, um, Home Team, and check out Action Park Media too. They have a lot of a lot of great podcasts on there. Um, thanks so much for coming on. Babe. Thank you. All right, Donnie, what am I winning or quitting today? Everybody loves a good trilogy. You got The Godfather, Bad Boys, Dark Knight. Deontay Wilder channeled his inner Batman villain and wore a 40-pound costume for his ring walk before losing to Tyson Fury in 7. Wilder Fury 3 is now coming soon to a pay-per-view near you. Joy, costumes. Weaken legs. Quit it or quit it. Ooh, Mick. (laughs) Mick. Throw the damn towel. That's not Mick, but still. Uh, Rocky. Uh, I am going to say wit it. I, I think I have to believe that because that's what Wilder's saying. Doesn't Godfather have like five or six movies, though? Godfather is just three. Yeah. It's just three? Mm-hmm. So they're just, they're just 24 hours long. Super long. So it feels like there's five or six yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huge reveal. I have never watched an entire Godfather movie. Mm. Yeah. Third one's not that good. Because the thing is, like, I know the important lines, you know, yeah. um, I, I think, but it's just very long. Anyway, the point is, uh, I, I, I think I got to agree with them. That costume looked really heavy. It's actually one of the first thoughts that I had when he came out is like, wow, that looks mad hella uncomfortable. Elaborate. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And the light up eyes and he looks like super fucking scary. Mm-hmm. I love it. I loved both entrances, actually. Yeah, I thought yeah. Fury's was really creative. Um, I thought it was cool that he had, like, you know, the girls with, like, the Amazonian uh, um, costumes on. Like, yeah. you know, they're, like, Wonder Woman. 
and like it's funny and he had this incredible song that per like perfectly <laughs> matches his persona pageantry yeah it was pageantry and and wilders was amazing and the song and the, and the walkout was awesome and i loved it i loved all of it i see some fox people right there that's oh, that's my boss faces. right there right there actually all of those people are my bosses yes hello bosses um there those yeah that's that um so <laughs> anyway point is i loved all of it but it looked heavy, and the first it, thought I actually had when Wilder got into the ring, because this is like an, this is an actual like face mask thing. I thought it was just like a thing you just pop over, you know, like yeah. a Halloween mask type yeah. of situation. No, they had to take this off. So you can see the strap is under his ear here. Oh man! When they took it off, he did kind of like. Oh man! And I was, was like, oh my god! Tight. It's restricted on his face. That doesn't seem smart at all. He's gonna about to get hit there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want all that kind of <laughs> loose, you know? But. It, I, I didn't give it a second thought until he said that was 40 pounds. My legs felt weaker. Now, yeah. he called it his uniform. Not a costume. And, of my course, bet. we know this is not his uniform because, one, boxers don't have uniforms, but also they wear boxing shorts. That's your actual uniform. Simple. So I, it was a poor choice of words on his part because then everyone's like, you sound silly mm -hmm. blaming it on your uniform when it's really actually something you didn't have to wear. You did for the pageantry of it, which... I, I will say this part of the boxing world is what makes these fights important. Yeah. Fighters that put energy and effort into selling the fight, selling the tension, selling the animosity, selling the pageantry, building up the tension and excitement for the fight are what make these big fights huge. Muhammad Ali was an incredible all-time fighter. He was legendary. But we also remember... Muhammad Ali for his trash talking as right. much as we do for his fighting because that's 100%. part of the fight game. It's the sweet science. Like it's, there's a lot that goes into this. Mm -hmm. So I'm not mad at him for doing this or for him saying that it, it affected him because I'm sure it did. It's just like you didn't have to do that. And I'm I'm a huge Wilder fan. I, I was rooting for him in this fight. I will be rooting for him in the third fight. Not that I don't like Fury. I find Fury really likable and a, and, and a great fighter. And I will say to Fury's credit. And he told us this on the herd that he had hired a nutritionist, a living nutritionist. He completely changed his diet. He had never eaten like vegetables and fruit before, what? which sounds wild. But I will say, like, we have to stop judging boxers specifically and big guys specifically off of their body. Like some people, not many, but <laughs> like some people are built like Wilder, like just natural muscles and they look like specimens and then some people look like fury like you saw this with the ruiz joshua fight nobody saw ruiz coming i mean he's butterball right. and you've got you've got anthony joshua who was sculpted from Sculpt. god's hands to the earth you know he's like a god he's literally like a god and he loses because these guys just because the the body is like that that's steel under that stuff Okay, like he, you're not moving in this man. Okay, yeah. and he hits you, and it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like he's in there for a reason. Exactly. So this this judging, and and I will say to and to that, his body looked different. He looked in shape. His face looked thinner. And the place that I noticed the most on Fury, that he looked more in shape to me, is the back fat. Mm. So like love under handles. here, not yeah. love handles, not the lower part. Right here, like right under your shoulder blades. Yeah. Like I know for me and look, we well, you know we kind of built the same. Like if I'm <laughs> if I'm gaining a little weight, 
You know what I'm saying? If I had a little extra too many pieces of pizza over the weekend, whatever, I can look in the back and see, all right, I could get a little, a little extra something, something, you know? Up, yeah. Or if I work out for a couple of weeks, I'm feeling good, it'll be a little thinner. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. certain places where you carry not good weight. Right there's one of them, and in your face, you can tell in your face. Yeah. And he looked good. Like, that. he looked in shape, and he controlled that entire fight. I'm definitely looking forward to the third one. I know everyone wants to see Joshua Fury. I do too, but I want to see. I want to wrap this saga up. Like I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want this to be a full, complete trilogy, as you said. The third fight is going to be amazing. I think Wilder is going to fight totally differently. He did not come out aggressive in this fight. You could tell Fury was on one from the second the bell rang. Yeah, he controlled the inf- entire fight. I might have maybe would have given round two to Wilder, but it just never really felt like he was in it. It was. It was. Tough to watch. The energy was incredible. Look, there's Stephen A. There's yep, he looks shocked. Shout out to Nick Khan. Um, who else we got over here? I'll Let's see. Back. Maybe you could see me in the crowd. I'm like, I'm, I'm over here. I'm on oh, this side. You're right on the edges. I'm literally right I there. See. So okay. if any of those shots, yeah. we'll be there. But yeah, okay, do I see it? Do I recognize anybody else? Mm, no. But anyway, it was, it was really fun. It was a great atmosphere. It was 10,557 degrees <laughs> in the arena. So it's not surprising to me that his legs were out of him after walking and having to wait that long. But it was, it was a great scene. It was, it's so fun to have heavyweight boxing back and be in the conversation thank god we thought boxing was dead forever but it really takes interesting compelling fighters and talkers to bring back boxing and particularly the heavyweight division doesn't matter how great the boxers are how great the athletes are how great the fights are if we if you can't sell it and it'd be interesting it's just not going to register with people this fight did i'm excited about it and now you've got people excited about other fights with these fighters so like now you've got people wanting to see joshua fury which i absolutely want to see and joshua is a great fighter and a great talker and that is i don't know what way i go on that i think i probably lean fury but depends on when that fight is and how Fury looks after Wilder Fury 3, which I'm looking forward to. NFL Combine is this weekend. Guys are getting weighed, measured, poked, and prodded by their future employers, and it's completely normal. Future Bengal Joe Burrow is in the headlines for his measured nine-inch hands, which kind of sounds like a weird cover band. Uh, Joy, Burrow's hands will hold him back from success. Quit it or quit it. Quit it. That's a great cover band name. Nine Inch Hands. Nine Inch Hands. Can you name any Nine Inch Nail songs? Or what's your favorite? I can't name Nine any. Inch Nail songs? That sounds close, right? Right. <laughs> I don't know. What is, can you look up? Like, can you Google yeah, uh, what a Nine Inch Nail song is? Siri, play a Nine Inch Nail song. You have Siri on? I do. How interesting. March of the Pigs. Then you do your. It's about right. Yeah. So, that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I don't think a cover band for Nine Inch Nails would be very good. I do know I've heard of Nine Inch Nails though. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. Look, this is silly. All right, we do this every single year. Thank God, finally, we're at the point where we can all kind of make fun of this stuff. Yeah. Listen, I don't think it doesn't matter, or they wouldn't bother to measure for it. I guess they just want as much information as they can get on these guys because look, you're making billion dollar decisions, literally, especially at the quarterback position. His hands didn't ha- keep him from having the greatest statistical season in the history of college football at that position, which many men have played. Yeah, they, in fact, they did their jobs. In fact, all of the NFL current NFL quarterbacks played that position in the same college football that he played it. They didn't they didn't do as good. Mm-mm. So he did that with his tiny little hands. 
And uh, I say that sarcastically because, of course, he doesn't have small hands. Right. Okay, it's 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 a joke, which he made a joke about on Twitter. He said, considering retirement after I was informed the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands, please keep me in your thoughts. I know some people think it's kind of sarcastic and he's like making fun of the process. He is making fun of the process. It, yes. He is being sarcastic, yes. a, a, as he should, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes supported him. He said, my hands are doing my small hands are doing all right so far. I believe in you. And Mahomes has nine and seven eighth inches. And seven eighth inches is it's not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's small. It's a small margin larger. Right. Now, I, I think I Colin read the list of guys that have nine inch hands as of recent, um, like Ryan Tannehill. Okay. He's, he did okay. He's had a decent career. Great playoffs. Um, I don't think his hands were the reason nah. for his lack of success. Um, I, I can't remember the other. I can't remember the other guys who was. It, it doesn't matter. The point is, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's it, it matters in that they want to know. Great. Cool. He's got the smallest out of all the prospects. If you want to draft Jacob Eason over Joe Burrow because Jacob Eason's got bigger hands, like more power to you. I don't. I would. That's not how I would. I's not. I run my career, but if you feel confident in making a decision like that, which I'm sure they don't, I'm again being sarcastic. It's just not a big deal. And the bigger picture to me is that when it comes to Joe Burrow, and I just fundamentally don't understand it, I think if he wasn't going to guarantee go to the Bengals, so to me, like everyone who's been critical of Joe Burrow is like, yeah, we're going to end up being right. Like, yeah, you can end up being right because he's going to the Bengals. Yeah, that has right? nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do with him. And and like that's unfortunate. Like mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, no offense. Okay, like he went to the Lions, and you guys love him. He's, I don't. He's got time. I don't know. He doesn't. He's been it's nine years. I, like, <laughs> doesn't, I don't. I don't think so. But you guys love him, right? Yeah. And yeah. like the rest of the NFL world doesn't feel the same way. And he probably has not. He probably would have had a better career had he not gone to the Lions. And the same with Carson Palmer. Everyone always uses the Carson Palmer example because so many guys have talked about how incredibly talented Carson Palmer was. Mm-hmm. And obviously mm-hmm. he went to the Bengals and we know how that all worked out. Yeah. And listen, I'm not hype about him going to the Bengals. They're the worst team in the NFL. And for all you Bengals fans who keep like talking to me about have, talking trash on your team, you're the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> That's why you have the number one overall pick. Yeah. So stop talking to me about how not good you are or how good you are you're not good you're terrible you had a terrible season you're the worst season of anyone who had a season last year that's why you have the number one overall pick will you be better next year yeah i think you will because you have joe burrow but what else are you doing and that to me is what where the pressure will come and how i will judge joe burrow's career in cincinnati will not be off of joe burrow but will be about the rest of the organization Similar to Baker Mayfield. Like, I don't think, as much as I don't think Baker has handled everything properly, I'm not judging Baker's career so far off of Baker Mayfield. That is chaos. Yeah. Okay? Graded on a curve. Of course. How can you not? Look at what they gave him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about the talent. You can't have that much turnover in the front office and expect anyone to be successful. And now, I don't think they're going to have turnover. They have a young young coach. They say they're hanging on to A.J. Green. But that... That man plays one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So uh, special teams you got to figure out, defense you got to figure out, and you have to put him in the best position to succeed. So I'll be judging the Bengals before I'm judging Joe Burrow. But, of course, I also like Joe Burrow. So it kind of feels like people are, like, rooting against him a little bit. Like, oh, like, he's not really as good. Like, he only had one good season. What What am I missing? Did Tua not play for Alabama? Right. Top with recruiting. With Nick Saban, exactly. who has the top recruiting class 
in the nation, top three every single year. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban, like we're talking about Alabama here. They had one down year. Now all of a sudden, oh, Joe Burrow is playing with the best in the entire all of college football. Can't judge it. Who else? Two have been playing with his entire career. Future what am I NFL missing? Is. He he gets judged off of like the things that are negatives about Joe Burrow are the exact same things that Tua has. Is Tua not playing with NFL level offensive linemen and wide receivers? And, and, and has an NFL-level defense on the other side. Do none of those guys are getting drafted? Am I missing something? No, you're not. They all are. Okay, so what are you talking about here? I don't want to I don't care about who Burrow played with. The only thing that I'm interested in with Joe Burrow is how he does without Joe Brady. Everything else I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear about the top offensive line. Every year, some quarterback plays with the best offensive line in college football because every year there is, in fact, a best offensive line in college football. You know what they didn't do? What Joe Burrow did this year. I don't understand what I'm missing. Like, how is he not <laughs> widely considered by far and above the best prospect in the draft? And they're like, oh, two is so talented. He's been hurt three times, and he just broke his hip. This is the kind of talk that could get him out of Cincinnati, though. Let's play up the small hands thing. Like, his yes, small hands he, are bad. His hands are way too small to Tiny. eat any of the sandwiches that you serve there. Yeah. You're going to have to get him, like, these special plates and stuff. So you should yeah. totally just send him to Miami because— Smaller food there. Yeah, there's we, we eat—yeah, there's smaller bites, bite-sized <laughs> options. Yeah. And, you know, you'll probably, you'll probably lose weight because he won't be able to eat mm-hmm. with his small hands, yeah. Cincinnati. So just— Listen to us. Draft somebody else, yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. The Cowboys are being petty. So we are on day 754 of the Dak Prescott contract situation. Okay, I I don't really have an actual date, but it feels like forever. And there's no end in sight because apparently Stephen Jones revealed that he has not talked to the Cowboys, have not talked to Dak's agent since September. Seems like that should be an ongoing open conversation not really sure what the strategy is there on either side other than we don't know what's happening with the nfl cba which could possibly be the holdup for a lot of teams on whether they're going to sign major extensions with guys that they're unsure about because you know there's a lot that can change when it comes to that and it's very complicated and whatever but it does still seem a little bit strange that he hasn't spoken with Dak's agent. Again, I don't understand what the plan is here. I'm obviously a big Dak supporter. You've heard me talk about Dak a million times. And the reason I'm such a big Dak supporter is not because I think that Dak is Tom Brady or because I think he's Patrick Mahomes. Um, I do think he's on par with Carson Wentz. I don't know what Carson Wentz has done that Dak hasn't done. Um, except for this year, I can give Carson a little bit of credit. He put the team on his back this year. But as far as his overall talent goes, I, I don't think that, that Carson is that much more than Dak Prescott. But he's stabilized the organization. He's consistent. He's available. He's never any problem. You have to pay your franchise guy. Like when we talk about Kirk Cousins' contracts, yeah, Kirk Cousins is making more probably than Kirk Cousins' talent deserves. But you have to have a franchise quarterback. So I don't have a problem with Kirk Cousins' contract. I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan overall. Like, I, I, whatever. He's perfectly fine. He won a playoff game. Good for him. You still have to pay your franchise quarterback. That's just how this works. That's not a position you can, like, go cheap on. Try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. Doesn't work. Okay, and what's your other option? Like, what? what's your plan? What's the plan if you lose Tom Brady? What's the plan if you don't have Dak Prescott? And obviously, you can franchise tag him, but that just makes him more expensive. And guess what? Dak's good enough that you're not going to have a high draft pick next year. So what's your plan? I don't understand it. So I don't know. I think it's weird that they haven't talked since September. It's definitely a thing. 
I don't know what's going to happen with this. The longer and longer it goes on, the more I'm more I'm doubting that they actually do end up giving him a large contract. And I, I understand the argument of paying him and then you lock up the rest of the money and all that stuff. But uh, I mean, if I'm Zach, I'm just like, whatever, man, you got to pay me. I've been playing on a fourth round rookie contract for the past four years and y'all have not put Super Bowl team around me. They're not losing because of Zach. Like, they're, they're just not. You can argue all you want about the the talent that's there, and I do think they are talented enough, but they've got a new they've got a new coach now, Mike McCarthy. He was able to take Aaron Rodgers to the next level, even though nobody wants to give Mike McCarthy any credit for anything that happened with the Packers, which I, I, I can't – I don't have enough time to get into right now, but it's just – it's silly. You're wrong, and it's silly. But I, I do think they should give Dak the extension. I'm really interested to see what they do with it because the longer it goes on, like I said, I don't think it'll happen, but I low-key – kind of want to see what they do without Dak. Like if they say like Dak hit the market and Dak leaves and then they end up with whatever they end up with, the Cowboys will deserve it because you need to have a plan. All right, what we got in high-key, low-key? High-key, the Bucks could lose the rest of their games and still make the playoffs. Low-key, you'd still take the field in the East. Yeah, I'm going to be that person. And I don't know. I don't think I believe in the Bucks. You don't? I, I know. I know. I sound. They won so many games, though. I know. So many games. <laughs> so many games. A ridiculous games. amount. They won so many games. There's so much time left in the season, and they're already in the playoffs. It's really ridiculous <laughs> that I'm saying this, but I think I just I I gotta I don't know I don't know I just don't I don't I don't know. Did they win too many games too early? Is that what it is? No, I think they're really super good, and they're probably gonna make the NBA Finals. I don't know who in the East would stop them. Probably the Celtics, obviously the Heat if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, winning it all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the Heat in a minute. But yeah, I think I'm gonna take the field. I'm gonna take the field. I, I, I know I know it sounds crazy and it's probably stupid, but I just there's something. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. It's not that they're too good, it's not that I'm a hater. I just I don't see it. And they're definitely not winning the championship, so that's out of the question. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yep. High key. Zion's having a historic first month. He's the second rookie to average more than 20 points per game while shooting better than 55%. The first rookie to do that was Shaq. Low key. Zion's doubters are sounding super silly. Yeah. I, I think I'm at the point now where I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like, obviously, I believe that John Morant should win rookie of the year because he played the entire season and had an incredible season. Mm-hmm. Zion is obviously having a statistically historical season and is playing great, but I'm still going to give it to Jaw for that reason. However, enough with Zion's body and, like, losing weight and he's not in shape and all this stuff. Like, you're not his doctor. You're not a surgeon. You don't know anything about what's going to work for Zion's body or not. The Pelicans got to figure it out, okay? They've got doctors. They've got nutritionists. And Zion is very young. He's 20 years old. So young. His entire body is going to change dramatically over the next three years. I don't know if you've ever been 20 before. I have. And my body is not the same now as it was when it was 20. Now, I'm not a professional athlete either, but it changes, especially especially men. We see this all the time. Remember when Lonzo Ball came in, coincidentally his teammate, and everyone was like, oh, he's so small. And, and what did LeVar say? He doesn't have his ball body yet. He doesn't have his grown man body yet. Right. Lonzo's body looks completely different. And it's not just because he's getting NBA nutrition and working with NBA trainers. 
which of course matters, but yeah. also physically your body changes over that period of time. He's still very young. He's going to be fine. Part of his game is his body. It just it's starting to get a little bit ridiculous. Like just, just chill out with the like worry about your own, you know, cereal habits and stuff. Everybody's body's different. This like ties into what you were talking about with Tyson Fury. Like you can't really judge. Yeah, you him. don't know anything. Exactly. It's it's cute and like we all thought he looked a, a little overweight the first game back. I was like, yeah, cuz yeah, cuz he can't do any lower body exercises. Exactly. Like it t yeah. you tend to put on a little weight either way when that happens. Um all right, what's next? High key, Aaron Rodgers is a year older than Brett Favre was when he was drafted in 05. Low key, the Packers should draft the quarterback. Yeah, uh, I think I think so, actually. Really? And listen, I am not a Aaron Rodgers hater. I very much think that I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to win the MVP this year. I thought they had a great team this year and it had a great season. They did. Obviously not a winning season, but a great season. Everyone was all, all season long. I don't believe in the Packers. I don't believe in the Packers. Like, uh, uh, okay, but they're... They're here. here. Here they are, <laughs> continuing to win, and now they're continuing to win playoff games. So I don't. Yes, there's some things missing here, but they're still a great team. Yeah. And your team's not there, so I don't know what you're talking about. You don't like the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so his stats have gone down a little bit. I don't know what what does that mean to me. At the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is still a winner. He's still a Super Bowl winning quarterback and MVP, and is still playing at a high level. That said, I personally, if I was a GM, would draft a quarterback every single year. Not in the first round, obviously, mm -hmm. but I would take a quarterback every single year because you never know what's going to happen. You never know if someone's going to get injured. You should be developing always the next quarterback, which is why I don't understand what the Steelers are doing. Okay? <laughs> what's the plan? Ben Roethlisberger's in his 17th season, and he just had a major injury. So, like, y'all going to make some moves or what's up? Because you don't have a number one, you don't have a first round pick. Anyway, that's a side note. The point is, I do think that they're going to take a quarterback in the first round because their GM has said they want to. Now, are they going to trade up? I don't think so. But what what can Aaron Rodgers be mad about? This is literally how he got here. Yeah, he's not going to play forever. This ego thing that like your replacement can never be taken is I don't look I don't look back kindly on guys who don't take the time to bring up the next generation. Legends in any industry recognize when th it's time to start grooming the next generation. Mm -hmm. Even if it is ends up being your replacement, if you haven't prepared yourself for what's next, that's on you. But you can't leave a team or leave an organization in a like in a worse spot because you're not there. That's not a that's not like a a good thing. Like I look at Ohio State, how Urban Meyer left Ohio State as a credit to Urban Meyer. Yeah. Like I don't think like, oh yeah, like they didn't need Urban Meyer. Like they're chilling. They're great. No. Urban Meyer created a culture there. He 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 put together a recruitment class and and a system that can continue on without him there. That's right. a credit to him. That's not a, that's not taking it like, oh, I mean, anyone can do what Urban Meyer did. No. 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 Set Absolutely them up not. For future success. Set, yeah, for future yeah. success. Like that's what legend. That's what legends do yeah. to me. So it's like Tom Brady in this situation. Like if they don't bring in the next guy, if he stays and he's not willing to groom the next guy, like, so you just want the Patriots to be just terrible? Why? So they miss you? No. Like it's not. That's <laughs> it's not, not going to work that way. It's not. Yeah, and that, and that's not always on the guy, that person, that legend to set up the next situation. Like the organization has to also put in put the work in you know what i mean like even kobe like Co the lakers weren't good after after kobe left that wasn't all on kobe that was the organizational decisions that were made right to not to not continue and groom and put together a group of a young core and to manage the money to put them up for success for for years afterwards so it's not always on one particular player but if you have the opportunity to do that and you don't take advantage of the situation 
I mean, I don't know. To me, like, that's not that's not a good look. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to do that. Like, I do think if they drafted someone, he would work with them. Okay, yeah. Because he's not who's, – he's not – who's replacing Aaron Rodgers right now? No one. In two years, and three years, yeah. But that's two or three years from now. Exactly. So you'll have a different perspective on your career at that point, I think. Loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. These are the losers, the losers of the week. All right, time for loser power rankings. First up on losers is the Wizards. Bradley Beal had two consecutive career nights, 53 one night, 53 in another, but they were both losses. Yeah, um, so this is Jeremy's team. I'm sorry, man. Sorry, Jeremy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I want sorry the, too. I, I want the Wizards <laughs> to be better. I, I, I really do. Because, I, you know, I like John Wall, uh, and, you know, it's just unfortunate with the situation with him there, but... This has got to really suck if you're Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal would be so good on a winning team. He'd be incredible. He would be – I mean, he is incredible. He had 53 he on Sunday and 55 on Monday. Yeah. Both yeah. L's. And that picture or that video of him, like, sitting on the bench, just – it like, you can feel – It's so <laughs> – It's so sad. It's so sad. It's so hard to look at. He's just sitting there just – I can just – I can feel his heart being ripped out of his chest. Yeah. Putting up 53 and 55 and taking the L both nights is so crazy disappointing. Like, what more do you want from me? I don't, do you, what, well, what you else? You all out you, there. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing else you can't ask for. I mean, they're 20 and 36, so it's, they're, they're not a good team, but it's just so, it's so upsetting. And like, if they don't get it done next year, because he signed a two-year extension. Oh, he's out. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. Yeah. He's, he's out. I mean, for his, he deserves to be out. Though. He does. Like, okay. We need to blow, blow it up. Yeah. Blow it up. Yeah. Okay. As long as we're on the same page, because I, I feel like DC fans are kind of like, no, like, come on, man. <laughs> no, that's over. Oh, that's All a right. wrap. All right, good. Because he's like, he 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 doesn't deserve this. He just he just doesn't. That's that's so hard to watch. And he said like they asked him like, what do you think about you know scoring over fifty in back to back nights? And coincidentally, doing it on Kobe's day, and Kobe was the last player to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, just we lost. So it just doesn't matter. And that's like a true competitor and yeah. the type of guy you want on your team. And it just it's just so unfortunate. It really is. Um, okay, what's next? The Heat's road woes. They lost a 22-point lead to the Cavs, and they lost in overtime. Yeah. This, to the Cavs. This was trash. You can't lose to the Cavs, and you can't blow a 22-point lead Mm-mm. and go into overtime. Uh, it, it, I mean, they just can't. They can't win on the road. And they were up, they were, so they're up 25. They were leading 97-75 with a minute 28 left in the third quarter. And then Cleveland outscored Miami 50-22 to the rest of the way. The fourth quarter was absolute trash. And, yeah, I mean, they just they can't win on the road. They're 13-18 and 18 on the road. And I understand they're a young team. And, look, they didn't have Jimmy Butler. They didn't have Tyler Hero. And they didn't have Myers Leonard. So they're not they're – not, functioning at full capacity right now but you can't lose like that and it's and especially to the Cavs like it's so it's so bad I mean maybe they just lost their coach and they are like super hyped up and uh it was one of those like I mean it could be an energy swing game for the Cavs sure except for over the past 15 games away from home they're four and 11 so never with losses to the Wizards Knicks Kings Hawks and Cavs in that stretch Mm. not home they're 23 and 3 but a playoff team is good on the road, as is decent on the road, and great at home. And they are not good on the road. Obviously, they need some pieces back, but this is just unacceptable. I will not accept it. We must be better. What's next? 
all of us, not at Carnival and Mardi Gras this week. Yeah, so happy Fat Tuesday. Happy Fat Tuesday. I wish I was in New Orleans for Mardi Gras today. I went two years ago with my mom, and it was awesome. And there's Carnival all over the world right now. Nicki Minaj uh, had her her outfit on for Carnival in Trinidad and Tobago, and it looked um, amazing. She looks amazing. She usually does. She usually does. I say she, usually, but I mean always. Like always, yeah, yeah. but she looks amazing. And everyone's just having a good time, and I just wish I was there. I've never gone to Carnival. I really want to go to Carnival Did in you? Brazil. Yeah. They have Carnival in Miami, too, so I'll probably make it to that one before Brazil. I want my friend that lives in Brazil or is from Brazil, Jordana, to take me. But yeah, it just looks like so much fun. So fun. So like, cultural. And we're just not there. We're working. <laughs> one day. <laughs> it just looks like fun. All right, time for the culture report. He goes culture report with tea. What's the tea? All right, so um, the 51st NAACP Image Awards was this weekend. Yes. And we had quite a few winners, uh, Rihanna being one of them. She won the highest award of the night, the President's Award, and her speech was everything. She looked beautiful she and amazing. Did. So you were there, right? Um, I was at the ABFF Honors. Oh, I thought you were there. I wish. I wish. <sighs> I thought you were there. Okay, so how were the how were the honors? The honors was really good. Um, it was really good. They honored Cynthia Revo and Jamie Foxx, The Wire, Louis Garrett Jr. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, and Lena Waithe. And was that the Beverly Hilton? Yes, yes Beverly Hilton. Was, yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. And I, I know I've already posted the photo, but I, I sat like right next to Boris Kojo's table, and then right behind Jamie Foxx. So I was trying not to stare. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want Nicole to come and slap me by No, Boris Kojo, I met Boris and Nicole before um, because they've been to my brother's foundation event. Yeah. And people always tell me that Shamar Moore looks like my brother. He doesn't. Okay. No, see, At yeah. all. Not even, not even a little bit. Boris Kojo, though, looks like my brother. Like, yeah. they, like them standing next to each other, I'm like... like and they're both tall. Y'all look alike. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if I get that text, like, oh, this is your brother. I'm like, no, but I get it. Him and um, Robert Salah from uh, the 49ers, which I haven't told him he looks like him yet. He's probably going to be like, no, I don't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Rihanna looked amazing. All right, she so did. who else won? Um, so, of course, uh, Lizzo won. She has such great energy. I love her. Such great energy. She even was, like, shouting <laughs> out Angela Bassett, saying she's a true entertainer. Loved it. Uh, Denzel, of course, won Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture for Fences. And um, Hidden Figures won Outstanding Motion Picture, so that was nice. Um, and then last but not least, Jamie Foxx won for Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture, and his speech was funny. Did you see it? I did not see Jamie's speech, no. <laughs> it was so funny. He, like, obviously praised Michael B. Jordan for Just Mercy and saying how talented he was. Right. And they were like, you did a great job in the film, and, and uh, when you were a Killmonger, man, the way you threw Black Panther off that mountain, <laughs> why you throw him off like that? It was so <laughs> funny. That's amazing. But it was I a great I want to see that movie, too. I haven't seen that. I am so far behind on movies. Yeah. I mean, football season just killed me. I just didn't I have had no time to see any movies and now I'm like slowly trying to catch up on shows um as I discussed earlier with you so um okay that's great um what else is going on all right season three of Westworld will premiere on March 15th at 9 p.m and if you see behind me I, I think I recognize someone back there yeah that's Beast Mode yes. Marshawn Lynch um and Lena Waithe Wait. yeah. yes so I ha I don't watch Westworld but people love Ooh, this show do you watch it's good okay so then you can tell me then because I'm gonna I'm probably gonna watch this episode just because I love Beast Mode but is it I mean what's what like what's going on in the show like explain the show to me it's like some sci-fi thing like you can step like rich people pay to go back in time or some shit. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very it's very very hard to follow. You have to like really pay attention. But basically, it's like it's like they're they're I guess they're robots. I'm probably not going to explain this well, Joy. Okay. Actually, all right. So, so it's, I, it's all right. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, because um, it's it, it's confusing. It got it got us thinking though, like what other shows? Because Beast Mode is such an eclectic. Yeah. He, he's a he's a Renaissance man, if you will. Um, so there's, he just is always doing everything. Like he, he did that show with, um, uh, Bear, remember he was with, wasn't it Bear oh, Grylls? Yeah. Or is it Grylls or Grylls? I think it's Grylls. Grylls. Yeah. Um, where he's like surviving. So you, Bear does those like surviving in the woods things. Oh yes. Um, and it was like, he goes out in the middle of nowhere and somehow lives. I'm not surviving. Don't look for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, look for me, but after like two days, it's a wrap. He, so he goes out there with him. And have you ever seen it? It's unbelievable <laughs> content because he's not f***ing with none of that. Shit. And it's like, it's so good. So we like, what are some shows, some other shows that Beast Mode should be on? I would love to see him as a uh, a judge on a like a cooking show, like oh, Top Chef or fire. something. Yeah, that'd be that good. Be really yes. cool. I think I think he, he would be great on. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's married. I'm assuming he's married. But. Like the Bachelor would be amazing. I was yeah, thinking a dating yeah. show, yeah, a, a dating Janae show like that, that would be would be so good. Yep. Um, I think he would be great doing, like, a, like, sh like a, a competitive like shopping show, like, <laughs> like Guy Fieri's, oh. uh, like, um, what is that thing called? K grocery Wars or Kitchen War? Yeah. What is it? I know. Uh, I know that Leslie Jones is having a, bringing that grocery show show start show back where people are running up and down the aisles grabbing things oh uh was it shop oh. drop or something that sounds oh yeah yeah God, I love that show <laughs> yeah love that show Marshawn would they kill cook? that they cook they end up they they, they get no, things off you the aisle like, you have it. like a certain amount like a certain number you have to hit like oh. get the closest to but not go over mm. yeah and so like uh, the first move is gotta go get the turkeys you gotta get <laughs> mad turkey <laughs> Run real fast in your cart. I've always wanted to do that show. Yeah, it looked fun. What was the other show, the other shopping show, where it was like three levels of stuff and you had to go and like you put it on the on the uh, conveyor belt thing. It's like an old school show. Mm, it's not mm. bringing Damn, it it's not Shop to Drop. No, it's called Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket Sweep. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love that show. What is that show back? I feel like it was back. That's what that's what they're bringing back. That's what Supermarket Leslie Jones Sweet? is hosting. Yeah. Nah, yeah. they gotta bring back Shop to Drop too. Yeah. No. Shop to Drop is kind of like it's a Guy Fieri's show is kind of like Shop to Drop, mm -hmm. but then you gotta cook afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? I think that's, that's the one cool. I saw. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, which is cool too, because they're still running real fast, but like it's regular people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's different. Yeah. Supermarket Sweep. He'd be good on that too. He would. He would kill it. I don't watch Walking Dead anymore, but I could see him popping up on Walking Dead. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, the thing about that is, <laughs> what I remember about the Walking Dead is they would only have a certain amount of black people on at a time. So if he were to show up, that would mean that their the people who are currently on the show their days would be numbered. Um, yeah. So I didn't watch Walking Dead. I would also like to see him on um, Narcos, mm. and I would also like to see him on. Well, it's not on anymore, obviously, but Game of Thrones would have been a dope oh, cameo yeah. too. Yeah, that'd have been cool. I feel like the last season was like cameo season. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's gonna be some new Game of Thrones shows coming out. He's on I HBO. Heard yeah. yeah, yeah. He's already Are got there? the connect. Yeah, and I hope he's not just appearing in Westworld. I hope he's actually like starring in it. Same. Yeah, I'm sure he, he probably has some lines. Yeah. Um, I, I remember my brother did, um this pilot like it was like in the very beginning of his career i wish i could find this video but 
Oh man, we roasted him. So he did. He did a he. It was like a Brian Bosworth pilot, right? This was when Brian Bosworth was like in everything, and he played a, a bad guy. Like he played like a, a robber. Like he was like robbing Brian Bosworth's house or something. That's awesome. And he's got this hoodie on, and he like runs up the stairs, and he like so Brian Bosworth was like fighting him, like, and he falls backwards into this table, right? And the table's like made of sugar or something. That's why it like explodes, right? So he like falls back in it, but there's a metal frame. So his big, big lanky ass, he's like stuck in the in the frame thing, and he's like gotta get out. So he's, like, he's supposed to run out, you know, before like they come back down to get him. So he's like gets up and he kind of like stumbles and he's like, <laughs> he gets up, like runs out the door. Oh man, God, I gotta find that video. Yeah, it's it. It's so good, but. Yeah, that was his cameo. He's he's done other cameos though. He was in um, Ballers. Yeah, yeah. Sesame Street. I saw he was on. On Sesame Street. And he has a low key cameo on Jackass too. What? Remember Jackass? I do. Those are the days. Yeah. He was on the. It might have been Jackass too. He was on the bridge where the guy um, Bungie jumped. You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, I've seen it like several times, Same. but it's been years. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's like the big guy, and he bungee jumps, and I think, um, I, I don't want to, but anyway, they're they're bungee jumping basically, and I was like, how? What was that like? He's like, it was, it was crazy. Remember, <laughs> because they just used to have celebrities like stand there, like, why? Wow. <laughs> like, why would you do that? That that was his camera. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us this week. I really appreciate it. Make sure you check out Sophie's podcast, Home Team Podcast. You can listen to that anywhere that you listen to podcasts and follow her at Sophie Julia. And make sure you follow us at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod on YouTube. Subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and also like our page on Facebook as well. And uh, share with your friends. We appreciate you joining us. And we'll catch you next week. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Ooh.